Welcome to Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. We teach the common wisdom of love and unity that is found in all mainstream religions, metaphysical teachings, mysticism, and inspired secular and religious writers and teachers throughout the ages. Our goal is to help you connect with your higher divine self and transform from the inside out so you can become a force for love and transformation in the world. Each week, we bring you wisdom from our founding spiritual director, Reverend Candace Shalhoub, and other guest speakers. We hope you enjoy this week's Words of Wisdom. Okay, now for some inspirational words. From A Course in Miracles, Lesson 233. I give my life to God to guide today. Father, I give you all my thoughts today. I would have none of mine. So in place of them, give me your own. I give you all my acts as well, that I may do your will instead of seeking goals which cannot be obtained and wasting time in vain images. So today, I come to you. I will step back and merely follow you. Be you the guide and I the follower who questions not the wisdom of the infinite nor love whose tenderness I cannot comprehend, but which is yet your perfect gift to me. Today, we have one guide to lead us on. And as we walk together, we will give this day to him with no reservation at all. This is his day. And so it is a day of countless gifts and mercies unto us. From teacher and author Marianne Williamson. On the spirit plane, you have no competitors read that again on the spirit plane you have no competitors there is no competition for your position as you are a unique expression of the mind of God you not only have a place in the universe you have an essential function in the universe only you can do the job of being you and the universe itself is incomplete without you. Mm. Mm. Repeat that line one more time. Only you can do the job of being you. And the universe itself is incomplete without you. Mm. It is not arrogant but humble to realize this. As you place yourself in service to the greatest drama there is, the actualization of your own potential, your highest function is simply to be the person you are capable of being. And from that effort, the development of your kindness and your positivity, your vulnerability, and the availability to life your calling will emerge. Hmm. From teacher and author Joel Goldsmith, the Father within can accomplish more 
in 12 seconds <laughs> than we can in 12 hours. Let us be willing to be called upon for anything in this world without resentment, without rebellion, without feeling that it is too much for us to do. Or too much is being asked of us. It may be too much for John or Mary or Henry to do, but it's never too much for Christ to do. Mm. These are wise and holy words. Thanks be to the holy. All creation is holy. All creation speaks volumes of the holy. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was beautifully read and beautifully highlighted. I'm, I'm really excited about this next song because it's the first time I ever played this song with a band. And, and when we got together on Wednesday, the co-creation of these fabulous human beings, musicians, came together to create something that really inspired me. So I'm, I'm grateful for them. And so, you know, I'm excited that Trisha's here on, on rhythm guitar and we've got Keith on bass and Larry on drums and Bruce on this smoking guitar, and then Leslie on vocals, and a mic on this beautifully paid keyboard. What a privilege it is to be able to share this with you today. And this song is called What Now? And Reverend Leon Campbell, I had a chance, he's from Agape International Spiritual Center, and I, he's in charge of the youth and family ministries at Agape International Spiritual Center. And so I took his class, and at the end of the class, we always had to do a project. And he said, Deborah, and he calls me Deborah. He said, I want you to write a song for your final project. And his class was called What Now? And I had this dream, and Spirit said, start on the bottom end of the neck and, and let it flow. Because usually music is the hard part for me. But man, these guys took that song and ran with it. So I'm going to have fun. I hope you do too. to sing right now for the joy that it brings me in the now what now I get to choose all in with nothing
so much i appreciate y'all playing y'all were just so in, they were inspirational to me to do that song so that's the first time i got to play it with other people so <laughs> anyway they were awesome and they, they, they didn't they didn't have much notice on that and then they had to deal with me on wednesday <laughs> and, and, and and they had been told, well, you know, Deb's gonna do this and Deb's gonna do that, and I was prayed up and and and, I, and Jen had a, gave me a long talking to, and and I came in as sweet as I can be, <laughs> and and then we all created this beautiful thing together. So, so I'm excited about today's topic because, you know, Candace just. Um, set it up so perfectly last week it was like you know you love it when spirit just gives you everything that that you need and this kind of ties in the things that you all have heard me talk about the last few times that you have heard me talk <laughs> so i'm excited about that and the talk is yes yes and thank you and i don't want to candy coat any of this because i got you know me i'm gonna keep it real for you right because yes, yes comes pretty quick, but thank you, sometimes it takes a minute. You know, because the things that we are called to do, I'll be honest, sometimes I stomp in a circle. The little eight-year-old in me is like, Mom, what did I say yes to? Let me tap these brakes a little bit. Because then spirit starts to reveal to you what exactly it had in mind. And see, that for me has changed over the years because if we stay the same brothers and sisters, we have not gone forward, we've gone backwards. Because we are called to rise in consciousness every single day to, to step into the now moment and, and choose to show up as the highest version of ourselves so far. And so that for me has changed, but the things that that get me to where I need to be have not. They've been consistent even after, you know, my studies of A Course in Miracles and my studies at Agape International Spiritual Center. So that, those things have not changed. But, uh, and I want to stop just a second. Let's all take a breath together. And I would be remiss if I did not evoke the spirit of the living God that is closer than our breath. And so it is with great gratitude that I give thanks for this rocking band this morning. Give so much thanks. Give thanks for Julie. Give thanks for everyone that is involved in, in, this, in this service. For Lee. For the, each of you, each and every person that is in this space, that is in this space in consciousness in Zoom land. How grateful I am for the opportunity to say yes, yes, and thank you. Recognizing that it's all God, that God is everywhere present in its fullness, that, that, that God is love and divine intelligence and infinite wisdom, wisdom, grace, love, peace, joy, prosperity, all God, all good. And I am one with this power, this presence. It is a silent partner that not only walks beside me, but knows itself in, through, and as me, in, through, and as each of us. 
each one with the one and only power and presence of the living God that is not a God outside of ourselves, but a God that is closer than our breath, nearer than our hands and feet, than our neck, God is. And so I bless this service. And I surrender my heart. I surrender my voice. I surrender my hands, my feet, my eyes, my ears to the use of spirit. Speak, Father, for I would follow you, certain that your way brings us all peace, and I give thanks. Amen. Surrender my hands, my feet, my eyes, my ears to the use of spirit. Speak, Father, for I would follow you, certain that your way brings us all peace, and I give thanks. Amen. When I first got the inkling that God had something for me to do, you know, I told you about the dream that I have where God called me by name, but what I didn't tell you is what God said. <laughs> it was essentially, and I'm going to paraphrase, Deborah, Deborah, I got something for you to do. And I, I, it was so lucid, I, I could hear it. It was echo. It's like when you tights in a gym and it goes, and you heard it. In, in that setting and I remember flipping over in bed and I was like okay what is it you know and I just started studying A Course in Miracles and so I was like chicken up hey because it was like so real so lucid and so I was you know I talked to my friends about it and what was said and I was like well who am I you know I'm just I used to always say I'm just a PE teacher because I was the first person in my family to graduate on either side to graduate from high school and the first one to go to college. So I was like, who am I to do more than, you know, teach people how to skip for a living? And I got paid very well to do that. But here it was, the spirit of living God speaking to me in the middle of the night, calling my name and saying, look, I got something for you to do. And so it happened again. And so I remember having a conversation with the art teacher, and, and he said, Deb, think about Moses. Think about all the people in the Bible that, that surrendered to the presence of the living God and on some level were reminded that it is not you that does the work. If I have to rely on Deborah Ann and <laughs> to do stuff, I'm in trouble because I know I don't know. But the great thing is, is that we are tuned in, tapped into spirit. And the other thing about that is, is when we say yes to spirit, the way is always made plain and straight, but we have to pay attention, which is what we, my talk was in November about listen and then do. And I find that the further along on my path, I'm getting more and more obedient because, look, you can listen to the whisper or you can wait on the sledgehammer, but the message will be, will, will be delivered in a way that we absolutely catch and understand because we have to remember, according to principle, which is the absolute truth about the creator of the universe, I don't get hung up on calling it a him or her or spirit. Spirit could care less what you call it. It wants you to call upon it and allow it to move in through and as your life. And so being able to listen and then do that what it's being asked to do. But the thing we have to remember uh, is it is not always easy. I promise you when I've said yes to things, it was not all unicorns and fairy dust, and there weren't violins playing. 
it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So when I stepped into to going to graduate school, I never, you know, nobody in my family had gone past, you know, high school or got, got completed high school. I had to fight demons of you're just a PE teacher or you're not smart enough. People that are stepping into a role as an assistant principal in education administration, they've been teaching English and math and science, and you've been teaching that people how to skip. <laughs> so, you know, you can see where that could be a, an issue. And the spirit of living God is so great, and the timing is divine. You know, divine order is, is a law of the universe that, that at the center of everything there is this power, this source that creates fleas and trees and, and peoples the earth that is the same divine order at the center of our lives. And God's timing is so perfect because as I was, I was just scrambling trying to, to get through graduate school because I wanted to be perfect because I struggled to get into graduate school. I wanted to, to complete it with all A's, which I did, by the way. But uh, I was struggling with um, law, educational law, and the professor said you had to spell everything right. And I'm going to tell you right now, spelling is not my thing. My mama tried. And so my, one of my best friends called me and you know, was asking me how grad school was going, and I was telling her about what was going on with graduate school, and she said, that's not it. <laughs> she said, you think you're not smart. And that person hit it, hit the nail on the head. I was caught up in my unworthiness to be able to step into this role. But what I had to remember is God doesn't call us to something without giving everything we need in order to fulfill it. And the only time I got worried is when I was trying to do it in my own power and my own strength. And so even through graduate school, there was, there was this gradual uh, weeding away of incorrect thoughts, incorrect perceptions that were not going to serve me as I step into this new role that I have been called to by God. So I didn't know the visioning process at that time that I taught you all about letting go of thoughts that never, no longer serve, but that's what I did. And I had to pay attention to that, that loud voice because the ego speaks first and that bad boy is loud. And so I had to recognize that voice so I could say, no. It is not me that does the work. It is God in through and as me. So at going into graduate school, there were those challenges of not being worthy. You know, just a PE teacher, you're not smart enough to, to do that. But God makes the crooked places straight. When we say yes to it, the way is made plain and straight. And I got my first job. I interviewed for one job. There were 150 plus people that interviewed for this position. And they gave it to the PE teacher. But the PE teacher had made her BFFs, the head in math, the lead person and the best English language arts person, the best reading teacher were always around my table. And so they, I made people that knew more than me, which is a lot of people, <laughs> my best friends. Because if I am the smartest person in the room, I need to find another room. And so I surrounded myself that were experts in their field. And I soaked it up like a sponge because I wanted to be able to stand in authority. So I had to recognize that I didn't know. 
And sometimes that's hard for people to do, but that's them being accessed, be able to access wisdom is that willingness to say, hey, help, help. And so they prepared me for this. And so I knew what to do in the, in the interview. And then so I, they gave me the job. And so I'm stepping into the fullness of who I am. I'm saying yes to God's call that has been working on me for the last three years. And the very best day of school is the first day of school when those buses roll up. And I am an assistant principal. <laughs> and y'all do know that ass, ass is the first part of assistant principal. <laughs> because you have to do all the things that the principal don't want to do. And so I remember that first week, I was excited. You know, I had on my best suit, my best shoes. I was ready for work. And that whole week, y'all, I was bit. I was spit upon. I was kicked. And I had to run down Kaufman Road after a five-year-old that was quicker than a sprinter on a U.S. track team. <laughs> oh, my God. Them little people are agile. Agile, and I had on my dress shoes. And so, you know, and my assistant had to stop traffic, and I finally catch this kid, and we bring him back to school, and we're trying to get him in the building, and that little boy bit the tar out of me getting in the building. And so I remember at the, at the end of the day, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I've got a whole year of this in front of me. <laughs> and so I said to my boss, so, Jane, uh, is, is this a, a, a typical week? <laughs> and she said, yes, ma'am, I'm afraid so. <laughs> and I, I, I remember very clearly standing in front of her office door, taking a very deep breath. <sighs> and I said, Jane, I just want to thank you for the opportunity for growth that you have provided me with, and I will see you on Monday. So, you know, that was, that was five years of, of, of learning to be at peace in the midst of chaos, of learning to, to practice A Course in Miracles on a daily basis, to be able to, to, as I did as a teacher, I always saw the statue in the stone as Michelangelo used to go into the rock quarry and just stare at these huge blocks of, of, of quartz or whatever it was, marble that he carved out, and he would look for the statue. And so as a teacher, that was my superpower, was being able to see that in kids and then be able to draw it out. And that's what we get to do when we say yes. We get to see the truth, regardless of the illusion, regardless of what's manifesting on the outside form. We get to, to choose to see the truth, to ask spirit to help us see the truth. Because these human eyes, mm-mm. I don't always do it, but I know that if I ask, it is given. And it's just like Candace shared the story with us last week about the person in the parking lot. Wisdom is being able to recognize a call for love, to recognize the opportunity that was actually our assignment for the day, to be able to see the truth of that being, regardless of how they're manifesting. As the Course says, people that behave lovelessly they need our compassion because they have forgotten who they are. They have forgotten the truth of their being and why they are here. And it's not our words that wake people up. 
It is the energy that we move into the experience with. Because just like children, people feel you before they hear you. And I heard someone, maybe it was Jen shared, that what you're, what you're doing speaks so loudly, I can't hear a word that you are saying. And so it's being ready to say yes in any given moment. It may not be this big assignment of, of being the leader of a building or, or having an opportunity to speak. With, you know, it doesn't have to. Every moment is an opportunity to say yes. And one of the things that I learned from Reverend Michael is that when I get up in the morning, the first thing on my lips is one, thank you, because I'm grateful for another day on planet Earth. And two, what is my assignment today? Help me to recognize what is mine to do. As, as the Course says, where am I to go? What am I to do? And what am I to say to whom? Speak, Father. Your servant is listening. So that whether I'm traveling in my car or I'm at the grocery store, our, our spirit, our consciousness radiates so far out beyond our physical bodies that that we can bring a calming presence no matter what is going on. That is our assignment, to be the presence, to be the presence of the alternative, with the alternative of fear, false evidence appearing real, frightened folks that have forgotten who and whose they are. That is our job, and there are no such thing as small jobs. No such thing as small jobs. Everybody is important. I think one of my, when I was a basketball player, our, our coach used to leave us, leave us little notes with flowers at the end of the season. And I remember clearly mine said, everybody's important. Everybody has a job to do. And it's, and it's like, you know, Mary Ann was talking about, and I had her repeat, had um, Julie repeat. Got a brain freeze. That happens sometimes. That only you can do the job of being you. That the universe is holding its breath, waiting on us to step up and rise up and take our place in consciousness. It only takes the square root of 1% of the population of the planet to affect change. So that's why it's so important that we are in our spiritual practice. And I know Candace said the 30% of, of our you know, ability to show up in the earth is 30%. But I, I would challenge that and say it, it, if we do that, it makes the rest of it a lot easier. And I'll tell you an, an example. I, I got a call from Jen to come over and, and work on some stuff. And I had not prayed or meditated or done my spiritual practice. And I only had two sips of coffee. <laughs> Let me just tell you. It, it wasn't a good thing. And so, and so we had an agreement that, that from now on, I, you know, I need to tell myself, look, you got to do this. You know, I never went to school unmeditated, and I said meditated, not medicated. But, but to take care of that spiritual practice, because that means I'm tuned in, tapped into the infinite. Before I play guitar, before I sing, before I met with the band, I was, I was prayed up and visioning and, and got to see the truth of each one of them. And then we draw it out, drew it out of each other. So spiritual practice is incredibly important. Whether you, and, and the Course says five minutes spent with spirit in the morning and ensures that spirit is in charge of the day. Why would we ever want to do it by ourselves? 
and to be able to read spiritual principle, spiritual study, whatever is drawn to you, whether it's, it's the power of now or a course in miracles, whatever is alignment with the truth of your being, to steep yourself in that because that helps us tell the difference between what the ego is saying and what spirit is saying. So we have to stay steeped in, in spiritual food, be in community here like a Jubilee or Agape or wherever your heart feels drawn to, wherever you get your spiritual food from so that we can recognize principles, so that we can stand in the truth of our being, that God is the only power that there is, that infinite wisdom and, and divine intelligence are available always in all ways in ways that I absolutely catch and understand. If I need to know something... All I got to do is ask and listen. One of my favorite songs is by Eric Church, and it's got a line in it that says, my figure it out has never been more confused. And so I know I don't know. And so I make myself available to infinite possibilities because we have to think my thoughts about how things should go and, and what my practice should be and what my service should be is based on my past experience, right? A very limited paradigm. But God's idea, because presence is everywhere, in, through, and as everything, that God knows us better than we know it ourselves because it created us. So why not yield to a power and presence that is never in absence and knows a lot more than I do? To be in community and surround yourself with mighty companions. And God will draw them into your experience when you least expect it. But it's a perfect match. Mighty companions to remind you of the truth of your being. I've got a beloved in my life that if I need to stomp in a circle, I can stomp in a circle. And it's like, all right, let me know when you're doing. And then we can get, God says we can get to work. So I still, you know, I have that little eight-year-old that I kind of have to, okay, all right, I hear you, baby. But we're going to do this. So mighty companions, being in service, and, and saying yes, the more we say yes, the more the next yes comes, the next yes comes, and we have to be prepared for the yes. We can't just, uh, okay, I'm, I want to sing at Agape International Spiritual Center, and, and I'm just going to show up, and it's going to happen. Or I want to play in a rock and roll band, but I'm not going to do the work. Nobody rises to low expectations. And, I don't, and mediocrity is of the ego. It's not of spirit. Because spirit knows that we are perfect, whole, and complete, lacking nothing. And that we can say yes to rising. So the invitation is to say yes, yes. And even through the hard parts, say thank you. Because because of this the hard part, we get to become more. We get to be a power and presence on this planet that the world is crying out for. And each and every person has a job to do. And I, I want to do this with you all. And I want you to repeat after me. And we're going to take this, this uh, section from Marianne Williamson. And we're going to put me or my or just repeat after me. Because there's power in I am. And I've used this with clients, and it's, it's proved to be very a powerful thing. So, I, you know, you just repeat after me, and I'm going to put I in it. On the spiritual plane, 
I have no competitors. There is no competition for my position. As I am a unique expression of the mind of God. I not only have a place in the universe. I have an essential function in the universe. Only I can do the job of being me. And the universe itself, the universe itself is, incomplete is incomplete without me. It is not arrogant but humble to realize this. As I place myself in service to the greatest drama there is, The actualization of my own potential. My highest function is simply to be the person I am capable of being. And from that effort, my kindness and positivity, my vulnerability, and available to life and my calling will emerge one how did that feel so saying yes and I heard Pharrell Williams say that if if we try to be somebody else then the best will ever be a second best Everybody's important. Everybody's got a job to do. The world is waiting for us to say yes. Yes, yes, and thank you, even through the hard parts, as Candace said, and as we call it the four directions, and know that we are never, ever alone in any of it, that everything we need is provided in the perfect time sequence. Surprises show up, up out of nowhere. Mighty companions come out of the woodwork. We are fully supported. And every yes that we say yes to. And it's okay to stomp in a circle for a minute because you're like, hold up, I didn't know that was a part of it. <laughs> and then it's okay to take a breath. Use me, oh God, as Ricky Byers Beckwith says. Use me. And the greatest joy of my life is being in service to the infinite and to be in service here at Jubilee Circle. So I say, Yes, yes, and thank you all for the privilege of serving. And we say, oh yeah. oh, yeah. Thank you for joining us for Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. If you enjoyed the program, we hope that you'll support us by leaving a good review of this podcast wherever you download your shows. We also hope you'll support us in other ways, either by becoming a subscriber to our YouTube channel and our weekly newsletter, or by supporting us financially. You can find out how to do all of that by visiting our website at jubileecircle.com. Many thanks to Audio Coffee from Pixabay for supplying our podcast music. Join us again next week, and until then, take the words of Meister Eckhart with you. If the only prayer you ever say is thank you, 
that will be enough. We thank you for your time and wish you the kind of week that'll leave you saying, oh yeah, 